Begin Podfix Network transmission in three, two, one. Season's greetings, Mrs. Claus here. My better half and his army of elves are getting ready to hit the home stretch on this season's work. And while bringing joy to little boys and girls everywhere warms their hearts, the best part of this whole shebang for them is listening to Pop-Up Filmcast's 12 Days of Pop-Up. Every weekday between December 9th and Christmas Eve, Keith and Derek put smiles on elf ears and make hubby's belly jiggle like a bowl full of jelly. There will be 12 guests talking about a dozen movies from the same number of genres, each with more holiday flair than a bottomless box of fate-supplied movies full of magical reindeer poop. Seriously, whatever they feed them to make them fly really does a number on their tummies. Anywho, make sure to check out the pop-up film costs 12 days of pop-up, starting Thursday, December 9th. And not to seem threatening, but those who don't get put on the naughty list, I'm Mrs. Claus, I can make that happen. Knight Rider, a shadowy flight into the dangerous world of a man that does not exist. Did I take Michael's pants? Did you take Michael's pants? I don't know if I took Michael's pants. God, I hope not. What do you think's on the inside of his pants? All, all kinds of horrible things. What do you, like what? Like <laughs> like lumps. Putting you on the spot. Like lumps, lumps. And, and and lint Hunks and of poo. You know, you know, like if you have like leather pants, or, but it's more like pleather pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like the the lining starts crumbling yeah. out. That's what's inside of his pants. Oh. Michael, <laughs> or absolutely nothing, and it's all just wonderful stuff. It's all just wonderful stuff, guys. Welcome to the Night Rider years. I am your host, Dave Champa. I am your other host, Greg Klein. And for the first time in three and a half months, Greg drove over here in broad daylight. <laughs> oh, it's been wonderful. Three and a half months, really? I mean, what are we in right now? We're recording on March thirteenth, so go back to what February, January, December. Okay, so actually, yeah, three and actually three and a half months. Okay, it's been dark. On your drives over here, it has so been. for the first time in a long time, driving home yesterday and driving home today, I was just just falling in love with the idea that <laughs> I could see everything around me <laughs> after work, and it was absolutely gorgeous. You're gorgeous. Thank you, Greg. Hey, you're welcome. Thank you. So we're recording a little bit later than usual. My uh, my oldest was having a hard time going to sleep this evening, so mm. uh, Greg and I are. I don't want to say we're tired, but we're a little we're a little loopy. That's for sure. Perhaps we're just we're just a tad bit loopy, but also, I'm so for the next couple weeks, forty days to be exact. Uh, David is going to be doing something that uh, you've probably not heard me do on this show or Mullets and Memories ever. Mm, pretty much. So for Lent, 
for those of you who know what Lent is, uh, Kristen and I have decided that we are going to stop swearing for mm. 40 days. And that includes podcasting. Now, on Kristen and I's other podcast, Call Me Cordelia, it is a family-friendly podcast. There is no swearing. However, I make the case that innuendo goes out the window. I will not be swearing on this show for at least the next couple weeks, maybe even after that. However, innuendo, I make no guarantees. So it goes out the innuendo? It goes, the window goes out the innuendo. Damn it! <laughs> I did it wrong, Greg. Yes. Innuendo goes out the window. Okay. So I, I make no promises as to the innuendos that may be flowing free. And there, there are a couple of moments in this episode that the innuendo... Oh, I think it'll be good. We'll I'm be really excited to see uh, how you fare. Now, I have to say, for the first couple days, so we've been doing this now six day, five days, I think, I have slipped up every day except for the last 48 hours, except when we were watching Knight Rider. <laughs> I did let the F word slip once, mm-hmm. and I was really let down because I made it almost 48 hours. <laughs> but the thing is, is I didn't realize how ingrained it is in my head mm-hmm. to swear it's just almost, as another adjective another yes. modifier it's almost like an instinct to me just it just kind of just comes out you know i grew up in a heavily italian family mm-hmm. i heard those words all the time growing up living with you knowing <laughs> you for 15 years wait what are you insinuating we are terrible people to each other oh, we are our text messages are awful right i, I can't even swear over text anymore i'm really trying hard to discipline <laughs> myself to not well, f- swear it's interesting like well, you say swear over text. That means you have to like deliberately write a curse word. Right. I, that's something like I wouldn't write swear words into emails. It doesn't make sense. I don't. Right. I don't write like I speak. I don't swear to anyone else over text except for you. <laughs> so that's going to be the hardest hurdle. But it's it's they're they're really endearing. They're, right. Um, they're not like belligerent swears. They're just no. They're typical swears that most people would use. That I'm trying really hard. To mm-hmm. not use anymore. So, in, in fact, so for for the for the S word, uh-huh. the the poop word, uh-huh. a lot a lot <laughs> you of the, sound, you sound like you're speaking to a five year old. For the poop word, a lot of the times I will start if I start into it like like this week I would mm-hmm. start in going ah sh- shiitake sh- mushrooms sugar, or shoot yeah same thing with the F word. I'll sometimes it'll just go like to like you. F- Foo, 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 foo. Like, I just, I have to make sure that I'm doing it. Also, Eva's a sponge. Yes. Eva will repeat things. Um, Eva had a, had, a, had a bout for a long time where she was giving me the middle finger. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I mean, it's great. And I always have to tell her, like, this is between, this is between you and I. This this does not leave this room. But recently, I've tried because you've uh, you said a lot of things. She's going to do it at the wrong time. She's going to say something at the wrong time, and it's really going to frustrate me. So, all that to say, I am going to try my darndest. See, I'm not even going to say that one. My darndest to so like darning your socks. Yeah, darning my socks. I'm I'm going to try really hard to to make sure that that doesn't happen, uh, and I'm going to need the listeners. To let me know if I swear, because sometimes if I get too into the moment mm-hmm. and I let one slip, I'm not going to catch it. So I need my listeners to come back at me and tell me, Dave, you did, so, you did something wrong. So as a good friend, I'd like to you know, support you and, and go along this bandwagon during the show. You're not going but to. But I, don't, I, don't, I want to, but I don't want to. What I'd love to be able to do for at least this episode is to remove the explicit band. 
of this episode just to throw people off. Yes, okay. So so that's that's our big deal for the next 40 days between now and Easter. That's wonderful. And we'll see how long I can carry that out. Greg, how how else? Anything else been going on with you? Um, you know, no. Things have been good. I don't know. Summer okay. summer is creeping along really, it really soon. really, really is. First day of spring next week. March 21st, Pr- yeah, right? Pretty pumped about that. Or, or March 20, 20th. It's a week from today. Yeah, yeah. So um, actually, the next time we record, it'll be the first day of spring. And uh, yeah, it's, I'm just excited for the summer. Yeah. Uh, I, I made a conscious decision this year to be more engaged as spring arrives because I tend okay. to get into like a funk and I, and I stay in that winter funk like well into the spring, like well oh. into May and June. And I've wasted half of that. So I'm like, I want to see it coming and I want to be there to embrace it. I'm here for it 100%. I did the thing I talked about last week. I got a gym membership. Yeah. So I'm going to start getting more active. Get zooks. Although David. when I signed up for the gym membership, I was getting ready to get up the next morning, quarter of five, alarm went off, realized I have no sneakers. <laughs> I threw away all my gym sneakers and everything from last summer because they just got wrecked from all the activity I did. Zooterkins, David, you so don't have, have any to... sneakers? Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm trying to find some old-timey swear words that Zooterkins. Zooterkins. Z-O-O-T-E-R-K-I-N-S, a 17th century variant of zounds, which was an expression of surprise or indignation. That's a word? Zooterkins? Zooterkins. Oh, I'm in on that. That's going to be my new word for the rest of this episode. Yeah. Um, okay, so guys, here's the deal. I am an idiot. I didn't post a poll question. <laughs> After the after we talked about it? I did not post the poll questions after we talked about it last week. So therefore, I have no poll results. I will refresh everyone on the who's more likely questions at the end of this episode. Thunder Nation, David! Thunder Nation, Gregory. I did not do it. I have them sitting right here. I will read them at the end of the episode before we close. What do you got? You're such a fop doodle. <laughs> I like that word. It means dumbass. Greg's a fop doodle. <laughs> fop doodle. Um, so yes, I will do my best to reread the who's more likely, and I will promise everyone that I will get them out this coming Monday after you guys listen to this episode. So Greg, David, because we have nothing else to talk about. Do you want to get into tonight's episode? Please. All right, here we go, guys. It is season two, episode five, blind spot for the second time in two episodes. For, yeah. Second time in two episodes. We have another MacGyver character actor. Another yes. MacGyver actor shows up in the first couple minutes of this episode. Mm-hmm. She is the only actor on the show, aside from Dana Elkar, that had a story and a character arc and was in for more than like two or three guest spots. She uh, was in MacGyver a, wise. In MacGyver wise. So she was in, this character was in the bulk of season three, I think mm-hmm. nine, 10, 11 episodes, something like that. Yeah. So she was in the bulk of MacGyver's episodes. And so she shows up in this episode. You can tell immediately who it is. The second she shows up, she's obviously a little bit younger because mm-hmm. we see her. So this is 83, and then MacGyver season three ends up 88. So it's yeah. like five years before MacGyver shows up. Yeah. So we'll get to her in a minute. So the episode opens in a junkyard. Yeah, I guess you... Was it a junkyard? It was a, it was a scrapyard. A yeah. scrapyard? Yeah. Just, yeah is, like uh, a, those are the same thing. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. So we see two men carrying off a worker. Yeah. Now they claim they tell the other workers. Now I think we should add in at this moment that these these men, um, not the men who are carrying this other guy off, but the workers, they are of uh, Latino status, mm-hmm. uh, and that comes into play later in the episode. So these two men are carrying one of the Latino men 
out of the junkyard, basically saying to the other guys, "Oh no, he's just really, really drunk. He's passed out. We got to, we got to get him out of here." <laughs> Which is not great because it's a scrap metal yard. <laughs> right? It's like, oh, what are you doing being drunk out there? So we cut to, and you didn't believe me at first. So mm-hmm. the next thing we cut to is we see the, the compactor go down on top of two cars, and we only see two men, who are the two guys that carried the drunk guy right off the thing. Now I said to you immediately. They just killed that guy. They, I was like, what are you talking about? Because all, the, it cut from them walking him off someplace, and the next shot, they were just standing by some machinery. Right. Without him. Right. And I, I told like, where'd I said, he go? I said, I guarantee you they killed that guy. So we cut to the foundation. Yes. They have received a phone call from one of the workers at the junkyard. His name is Alfredo. Of course it is. Of course it's Alfredo. <laughs> of course Alfredo, it is. My name is Alfredo. He's got a very distinct accent. He makes a phone call to the foundation. I don't actually know if we realize where he got the phone number, Doesn't, how he knows to call Devin. They're in the, he's in the book. Do, does he just find the foundation in the yellow pages? Yeah, he just flips to slips to you know law enforcement so, <laughs> or private investigators. So he just looks up and finds the foundation for law and sure, government. And the foundation took out a, a whole page ad in the phone book. It's, okay, I actually would buy. I'd buy that that Devin would be that low and that cheap. To be like, well, just just put it out in the yellow pages. Put it out, put it out in the book. <laughs> yeah. You know, the big book with the white and yellow pages. What do they call that? The yellow pages? Yes, that one. <laughs> okay. Put it out there. So, yeah. So, this guy, <laughs> name is Alfredo, calls Devin. Basically, what he says to Devin is, um, I'm pretty sure that the guy who owns this junkyard just murdered one of my friends. Mm-hmm. I think somebody needs to figure, and I have, I'm pretty sure I have some damning evidence against this guy. Right. So he's like, I'm going to make this evidence drop, but I don't want anyone to know who I am. Oh, don't worry, sir. We'll just, well, you just come and you meet Michael Knight and give him the evidence and meet in the parking lot and brought the shopping mall. At the shopping mall. (laughs) Right. And you'll be fine. Right. So as Alfredo is speaking to Devin, uh, one of the other guys, the one of the guys that we saw earlier in the episode, comes into the main office to pick up the phone and make a phone call. Now, apparently, all the phones mm-hmm. on in the junkyard are on the exact same line. So of course he, they are. When he picks up the phone, he overhears Alfredo talking to Devin. And he's like, oh, this hmm. is weird. Yeah, right. It's like, all right. And he listens to in on it for a little while. But he doesn't get Alfredo's name. Right. Alfred, it cuts out or something before he catches his name. But he runs. So he runs to, does he run to the owner? Yeah, I don't. I didn't. That's what I didn't get. I couldn't tell where he was looking for somebody. I think he was looking for Alfredo, right? Because he knew where the other line was. That's right. Because he runs over to the other phone. He couldn't find. Couldn't it. find him. And then we cut to Michael, of course, driving to the pickup or the drop the drop off rather. The, actually, yeah, the drop, evidence drop. Yeah, and he's wearing a a, a Los Angeles hat. Yep, like LA a, LA Dodgers, I believe. Yeah, the Dodgers hat. Yep. Uh, and Kit comments on it. It's like Michael, that hat's kind of out of place. He's like, don't worry, Kit. It's just part of the part of the whole look, right? And, and I think it's funny that Michael thinks his casual look is just adding a baseball cap. Yeah, he's got the same outfit on. He just puts a cap on and covers the curls. Yeah, just it just presses it all inside of just that hat. Straight up, he's straight up cash. He's <laughs> absolutely total cash. Now we're gonna get into this more and more as we get into the episode. But Kit, Kit is in full on sensitivity sassy mode you know he's being episode. a little like, turd he is on fire on this episode fire! i think we've said that before but he's on fire in a different way 
He's like picking on Michael. He's like just being a little bitch. Yeah, he really is. He really is. So Michael pulls into the shopping mall parking lot, mm. and he's there to kind of keep an eye out for this gentleman who's going to make the drop. And basically says he's going to drop something in your in your side window. Right. And when he does that, just close it up. And be on your, and I'll I'll be watching. I'll be I'll be here. So you keep your surveillance on there, Kit. Yeah. So like Michael goes into like the inside area. I don't even know what this was. It was a parking. I don't know. I want to say food court, but he doesn't go anywhere. He no, just he just like stands he like walks outside. into a front desk. Now the best part of the scene is so he leaves <laughs> Kit and he goes inside, opens the door, and as he's walking in, we see a woman coming towards the door that Michael just came in. Woman with a stroller and a baby. Logic would dictate that as a true gentleman that we want to think Michael is, he would hold the door open for the woman walking out. <laughs> no. He walks in, opens the door, and lets the door slam, and you f- I feel like it hits the stroller. It does. The woman like has to reach around the stroller to hold the door from <laughs> smashing the stroller, and Michael just keeps walking on in. Doesn't even care. No. Or he noticed it, and but he's like, I've gone too far. I can't turn back I now. can't turn back. And he just stands there like with his back turned to the woman. It's almost, I yeah, love you're it. right. It's almost just like he's like, he's like, oh, he's like don't, don't, don't let her know what I did. Don't. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Is she still looking at me? Is she still looking at me? It's awesome. It just like shows so much about Michael's character. Oh, absolutely. Like, he's, he's just got a he's a, got blinders on. And he just kind of goes forward. One him, track I got mind. The mission. It's great. It's yeah. great. So no sooner does Michael go into this room than Kit picks up a signature from a gentleman who pulls in and gets out of the car and starts walking towards Kit. Yeah, but gets out of the car and and like there's obviously another woman in the car. Right. She's like, "Where are you going? Where are you going? No, I just have to get out for a second. I just have. To, I still don't know to this." And I don't know why he got out of the car. Because the explanation doesn't make sense. Which we'll get to. Which we'll get to. Uh, so I don't understand the explanation. So there's also a, a golden retriever mm-hmm. in the back seat. And at this point, the golden retriever has left the car. Mm-hmm. And he tells the woman, oh, I just have to take care of something. I'll be right back. So he gets out and walks towards Kit at the same time that these two guys mm-hmm. have pulled up a couple, maybe 50 yards the away. The two from guys Kit. that we recognize from the beginning of the episode of... Uh, of exterminating one of their workers. Right. Same two guys in a, in a Porsche. Right. So the guy pulls up and he walks up to Kit and he bends over and like touches the pavement. And as he's bending over, one of the guys pulls out a gun, opens fire. Mm-hmm. It feels like he hits two bullets into this guy. Yeah. Takes him to the ground. And then they just drive away. Right. They take off, and uh, they're all freaked out because Kit does some, They run over and start fighting. They, they run over. They shoot the guy, hits the ground, and they start searching his body. Right. And then Kit says something like, what are you guys looking for or whatever, and then starts closing up his windows. And then they run back to the car where this woman, who the man who just got shot, left the car and had a woman sitting in the passenger seat. She starts screaming, what's going on? Where are you? This and that. Right. Um, and this is when Michael runs out. To the guy that's just been shot next to his car, next to Kit, and runs into Kit, like gets inside of Kit, backs up, drives down one of the aisles of the parking lot just to get blocked by a, a pickup truck that just pulls up for no reason and stays there. Yeah. So he, he speeds up and pulls a J-turn and speeds off out of the parking lot chasing the Porsche. In a really slow chase. <laughs> Very slow Very chase. Very slow chase. Now, you brought up a good point about how Michael pulls up gets stopped by a pickup and then has to pull a three-point turn to leave. There's a lot of that in this episode where it's just a lot of just super slow pauses in moments that didn't need to happen, yeah. but it was only there because they needed to pad the episode to 48 minutes. It feels like it, This feels like cheap bread where they, where they yes. put sawdust in half of it to fill it out more. Right. There's a lot of sawdust in this episode. So, so Michael peels out and drives after this Porsche. And eventually ends up getting stopped by a pickup truck who's actually stopping in front of a bus. Mm. 
Now, there's a running gag in this episode about a police officer who keeps showing up at the wrong time. Yes. And he starts at this point. He's eating a sandwich or like a pretzel, mm-hmm. sees Michael go barreling by, gets on his motorcycle, somehow loses Michael. At an intersection. At an intersection, as Michael has also stopped for a good 30 seconds waiting for the bus to pass. Because he couldn't turbo boost over a, an obstructing garbage truck because there's a school bus on the other side. Right, which I give him credit for because it doesn't seem like something Michael would pay attention to. No, Kit saw it. Oh, that's right. Kit yes. noticed it. Michael would have turbo boosted anyway. So by all rights, this cop mm-hmm. should have caught Michael. Easily, yeah. He, but he didn't have his lights or his siren on. He was just driving really fast. Right. Yeah. Yep, and so he, so Michael leaves, the cop pulls into the middle of the intersection, stops the motorcycle, and gets out, and he's like, bah, 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 looks to the right and the left, and he's like, uh, and we get like a lot, of the, a lot of these scenes where it's just like, you're staying on this guy for too long, come this on, bumbling move. bumbling cop, and he just puts his sunglasses on, and we assume that he just goes back to his post. Yeah, which is at a food truck on the side of the road. Yes. So, how, okay, so how does Michael find out what this woman's name is? Because this is the next scene, he goes to the hospital. And well, asks how, yeah. for her. How did he know? I so, don't know. I don't remember how. He I don't found remember out. how he found out either. Because this is so he goes to the hospital, or does the? Jesus. No, the guy doesn't say anything. I can't remember. Wow, I have no idea. It doesn't matter because Michael walks into the hospital. Hey, what was her name? I want to say Lisa. Julie Robinson is Julie Robinson here. Oh yeah, sure. She's just down the hall. I'm like, okay, she's in a she's in a hospital room with her brother or something, whoever right. that is. Right. So Michael walks down a hallway. And there's Julie at the end of the hall, just standing there in the hall. And so Michael doesn't know who this is, and he just walks up and says, "Oh, are you are you Julie? Are you, yes, yes, I am actually. Yeah. So b- pretty much any any woman standing down the hall is could be Julie. Right. He just happened to pick the right one. Right. Ex- absolutely. Yeah. So Michael starts asking Julie these questions, and Julie's and Michael's like, you know, um, I'm pretty sure that this gentleman you were with was supposed to meet me to do some sort of a drop off, and Julie says. Well, that's funny because John never mentioned meeting anybody. Like he was just here with me. Like we were out for a day, and he was going to go get me this and this. And, oh, really? And she was like, "He would never." This is just this is so out of character for him. He Are would you never sure? Do, yeah. And he, Are you sure, Julie? And she's just like adamant, like no, like he would never do that. And it turns out that this gentleman John mm. is Julie's boyfriend. Gentleman John. Gentleman John. Her man friend, gentleman John. Is Julie's boyfriend. And we come to find out at this point, is this when we find out that Julie is blind? Yes. We find out that Julie is blind at this point because she's standing there with sugar. Well, not she's not standing there with sugar. Sugar's in the room. Oh, right. And she's about to leave. The, a nurse comes by and says, hey, so-and-so's okay. Come, You know, you whatever. I don't It doesn't matter. Right. So she's standing down the hall and says, come on, sugar. Seeing eye dog comes out with the harness. She grabs the, the harness and then... Walks out. Right. But, but that's it. Like, there's no reason that she was standing down there at the end of the hall, and Michael's just standing there dumbfounded, like their, their eyewitness is blind. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's right, because the two guys see her, and they're like, oh, well, she's, clearly she's not going to be able to identify us. Right. This is fine. No no, no big deal. No problem whatsoever. Uh, this is right. So, it, Oh, that's right, because so the cop shows up again, because this is right right before this moment, Julie walks out of the hospital and the cop opens the door for her. Yeah. The same cop from earlier yeah. opens the door and sees Julie and see, this is when we see is she's blind. Yeah. Michael has already left the hospital and Kit sees that something is going on. He sees that there's a car coming from one direction. So mm-hmm. Michael and Kit get in the car and they bomb over <laughs> to where Julie's standing. Now, Julie has a weird extra sense. Mm-hmm. Um, she can hear things and she can kind of sense things before they're happening. Is kind of the the idea yeah. that you get from her. She's just very situationally aware. She has good 
auditory uh, attention. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So these two guys, they run over and they try to like basically get up as close as they can to her, but Michael ends up turbo boosting over a station wagon uh-huh. and like slides over and stops these guys who then peel out, turn around, and leave. Yeah. And this is when Michael puts Julie and the dog in the car. And we get a throwback to the early season one episode mm-hmm. where we realize that Kit hates dog because Kit hates dogs. Kit hates dog. Kit hates dog because the dog in the earlier episode tried to pee on Kit. That's right. And Kit started like growling like a lion. Like, <laughs> right, right. So he was very upset about this dog. But Michael basically says, don't worry, Kit. It's a very well-trained dog. Right. So I think it's funny, like, so Michael brings her, bring, puts Julie in the car, and they start driving someplace. Right. But I'm also wondering, so Julie was walking out of the hospital to go where? Home. I guess so. I would imagine, because that's the next thing we see, is that they pull up in front of Julie's house. Yeah, so he drops her off and says, you be careful. Oh, no, he goes in. Yeah. He goes in, and he's like, oh, my gosh, this house is beautiful. This is gorgeous. Absolutely. And so he looks at a picture of what looks like sugar. Yeah. And we find out that she actually painted that before she went blind. She lost her sight, I think she said, at 17. Yes. And so then from that point afterwards, when she met John, John had started to sort of work with her on sculpting. And so that uh, we'll put a pin in that because that comes in at the very tag of the episode. So Julie tells Michael again that like all that was going to happen at that mall was she and John were going to buy supplies at the art store mm-hmm. for more sculpting. And she's like, I truly believe that John wouldn't be involved Mm-hmm. in this kind of plot like yeah. I, I just don't think this is something that he can do and michael michael's like grilling her it's like all right if that's what you believe i mean i have to believe you i guess but ha- what makes you so sure And she's like well i heard it in this voice like i could he can't lie to me like i know i right. would hear it just like i know that you don't believe me because i can hear it in your voice and he's like well all right yeah okay then so this is so they bring her back to the foundation and they have her watch a video of the shooting so that maybe she can hear the voices and kind of decipher mm-hmm. and i love how the video of the shooting is the same footage that we just watched but supposedly it's because kit recorded it but you can see kit in the shot right <laughs> so <laughs> he must have an extender that comes out from the fender <laughs> Extender, a fender extender, a fender extender. Do you think it's the uh, kit has his own uh, selfie stick? Yes, I do. I do. I, that's I like fender extender. Okay, fender much extender. better. So I think that's what it is. I think Kit has like an extension that comes out from the fender and, and like, he like films shoots himself. Out. Yeah, because <laughs> you can see him in the shot. <laughs> I know. As, yeah. as John gets shot down, and she says, "She." This is when she makes the comment that John got out of the car mm-hmm. to get the dog. Yes. Which doesn't make sense because in like five minutes earlier, she's like, no, he just went, we we're going to go buy art supplies. Right. But, but also, it doesn't explain why he just stopped randomly. Right. He just and, bends over in front of Kit like, what but, is he trying to do? But not just that. He stopped. They were driving along. Then he stops and he gets out of the car. There's no way that the dog got out of the car at the same time. It doesn't make sense. Right. There's a continuity piece there that just doesn't so work. So the whole bit of him getting out of the car to go chase the dog down doesn't make any sense. Anyway. And Julie's like, no, 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 no. Sugar was there. Sugar was there when he got shot. I can sense it. I know he was there. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, the dog is there barking at something. And then they start playing the voices and she hears a Latino man say that he's going to call the police. Yeah. And and Julie says, "Oh wait. I recognize I recognize that voice. That that's the that's the voice of the man on the phone. That's mm-hmm. him." And they're kind of deduced from that point that How does Julie know that's the voice of the man on the phone? Or was it Michael that noticed that? Was it who was it? No, it was who was it? I don't How know. They, they noticed it. the the man had a, an accent and Julie recognized could say I could recognize him again and Michael said that cuz all of the workers at that junkyard 
or That's Latino, what it was. and he had an accent. Could you recognize fit. this voice if you heard it again? That's right. what it was. I'm, I'm because I'm mistaken. I mean, maybe there was an, a twenty other people there that yeah. had accents of different. You know, that's what it is. Because that's when they figure out that John wasn't the right person. He was just an innocent man who was accidentally shot. Mm-hmm. And they're like, if you can, if you can hear this voice, and we find out that this is the same guy, yeah, then we can pin it on. Then we know. Then we know this is it. So we no back, half the battle. We cut back to the junkyard. Oh, fucking junkyard. We get another. We get another moment of Kit. Kid has a meltdown because he w- pulls into the junkyard and he's watching the cars get crushed and he's just like freaking out. He's like, "This is my worst nightmare. What are you doing? Why are you bringing me here? I know what is your what is wrong with it's you?" So Mike? depressing. Like, and Michael's like, "Cut it out, Kit." He's like, "It's gonna be fine. Everything's gonna be fine." Like, not just that. Like as they're it. driving in, like all the junkyard workers are like looking at Kit like he's some piece of ass. He's like, they're like "Did you notice that they're like as they're Kit's touching driving by, him. they're just like stroking their hand across the window? It was it's creepy, really creepy." And, and now that you know really know that kid has a personality you're like man that's really gross it just makes it even weirder yeah so we find out that the the owner of the scrapyard his name is lou gassner mm-hmm. and so michael goes and finds him and asks about a gentleman named dave dudley little louis gas da- louis gassy <laughs> gassy lou <laughs> so we find out that one of the guy's names the man from the beginning was dave dudley Louis Gassy and Dave Dudley. What kind of show is that? I don't understand it. And Gassner's like, I, I don't know anybody by that name. And clearly, you know, he's like, he's covering up the fact that these two guys mm-hmm. are obviously working for him. And there's some sort of sinister plot that we haven't quite figured out yet. Yeah. But he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. There's nobody named Dave Dudley who works here. Okay. Okay, bye. All right. So we cut back to the hospital. <laughs> of course. And Michael proposes that julie go driving with kit oh basically the idea is is if julie can make these two men believe that julie can see then they'll freak out and they might be able to kind of like trap them in some sort of a scheme okay a scheme so i don't understand how they figure out that the two guys are randomly playing football in a park oh because they know everything so yeah so they get julie in the driver's seat michael's (laughs) michael's not in the car Right. So they get Julie in the driver's seat, and she's got her hands on the wheel, and she just drives away. And she's, like, really excited at this point because she's uh-huh. like, this is something I've, I haven't done since I was 17. Probably never if mm-hmm. she hadn't had her license. Right. So she pulls up to the park as the guy catches the football and, like, just stops right in front of Kit. <laughs> and clearly sees Julie, and Kit's like, all right, he's seen us. Let's go. <laughs> this is the <laughs> this could very well be one of the best chases in the whole series so far. <laughs> so the guy runs back. I think it's Dave. Dave runs back with the football and says, that's her. That's the girl. She's driving that car. She's driving that. We got to go catch her. So they <laughs> run past her. And in the corner of the screen, as they run past, we see Kit veer to the left off into the grass. Like off the road in into the park. Like into the park. Oh, yeah. Into a park, straight through a playground. I know! Drives oh. right through a playground full of kids. And these kids are... And, and the guys start chasing her. The cop shows up again and starts chasing them all through the playground. <laughs> and it was just like... And I'm watching... The, and, the, and, of course, they sped the shot up. They sped so they're everything just up. like blasting through this playground. There's children everywhere. It's terrible. Felonies, and this, the, agl- felonies galore. I know. And then basically, like the, the kid deliberately gets himself kind of boxed in at the end of right. a, like a dirt road. Right. The guys come out with like like clubs and tire irons and start trying to break the glass to get at Julie. 
but they're just bending their tire irons. The bat. On. He takes one swat with the bat, and it just the bat just splinters. Yeah, it's like unbelievable. And then you see, like off by the tennis courts, this guy like in a tracksuit with his like headphones on, or like no headphone, no Walkman, listening uh, to Eye of the Tiger. Oh my God, yes. Although I don't think Eye of the Tiger came out in '83. I think it was for Rocky Three in '85. Uh-huh. So yeah, it was okay. a little early. Okay. But anyway, that's he's listening to some sort of triumph. He music. was the, um, he the was Rocky the, theme. He was the impetus for the Eye of the Tiger. He's listening to the Rocky theme. Okay, sure. Da, 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 I wish they had played that. Oh my god, be great. They played enough weird shit in this episode. They did. They did. Have we gotten to the weird song yet? Oh, the, the flash dance? Not yet. No. Okay, we haven't gotten there yet. Okay. But they have been playing a very strange kind of ripped off version of Oyakomova. Yeah, it's it's happened a couple times in the episode. It's it's definitely a play on Oyakomova by Santana. Yeah. But it's not quite that it's song. like it's like if yeah no it's not it's the it's not the song no but it's like a a you you want to sna- i can't even do it You're right. they want you to think it's the song but it was probably a rights issue so yeah. they probably just had to, it was like the under pressure mm-hmm. ice ice baby it was just like just just a hair they changed different it. yeah it sounds close but it's not yeah exactly. it is not it's just one it was like an like a half note longer in this <laughs> but the chords were di- like the, it's the same pitch and it, you'd have to just watch the show whatever absolutely so yeah so they start trying to like beat the crap out of kit kit's new move is to roll up fingers and windows and not let guy, the guy go mm-hmm. this is the second time we've seen it where he just locks a guy's hands in the window right. and won't let him go well this one he backed over the guy's foot and held him there oh that's right <laughs> yes he's like i can't leave you you backed on my foot he's a sadist i know it's terrible kit's, kit's the just, worst Chris, Cr- kit likes crushing insteps so michael in the tracksuit comes like barreling down and finds it wrecks those two guys uh-huh the Beats cop up. the cop pulls up again pulls out his gun and goes somebody's under arrest <laughs> what a dink and then we cut to commercial okay. we find out that it was dave dudley and the other guy who were placed under arrest now Devin is uh is back at the foundation he's basically saying that there is no evidence that are linking these two men to john's attempted murder mm-hmm. he says the car disappeared there's just no evidence there's nothing there <laughs> absolutely nothing there yeah now in another moment of kit a little self-conscious. <laughs> Julie makes a comment earlier in the episode about how Kit's voice has just got... There's just something not quite there. She was like, maybe if you f- you tweaked your tweeter or yeah. whatever she says to They're it. They're just using like audiophile terms that don't really quite make sense. She was like, tweak your tweeter and like do this. And a little like, metallic this. And, yeah, you're too, it's like, your, your voice is metallic. And so Kit starts, uh, Michael, what if, I, what if I dropped my voice to oh, sound voice, voice, voice. like a, Michael, I just want to talk to you. <laughs> Julie told me that I had to drop my voice down to this level. <laughs> That's like it, but and Michael's like, Kit, seriously, cut the crap. You're mm-hmm. f- stop. You sound great. You sound great Shut just up. the way you are. Stop Kit's it. so neurotic in this. He's just all over the place. He's yeah, be- he's becoming a little mechanical wreck. He is. And so then Kit says to Michael, like, Well, I'm pretty sure that if this card disappeared, um, let's just put two and two together here. This card disappears. Gasner works at a scrapyard. Well, let's put them together. Let's put that together. I'm pretty sure that car may have been destroyed. And then Kit Michael starts making fun of cars being crushed <laughs> because he's a dink. <laughs> so John starts regaining consciousness at the hospital. Yeah. You all right? You got some belly problems? I got some belly gurgles going on. I don't know what's happening okay. to me. Okay. You going to hang in there? Well, so- something's going to happen. <laughs> okay. So John has regained consciousness. Now, there's a pro- John, I don't. I don't know how to describe John. 
Yeah. Because he's only in two scenes. The one where he gets shot and the one in the hospital. He seems like he's really high on painkillers. Is that what that... Maybe that's Let's what it was. Let's say that's what it is. Because he is super doped up in this scene because he's just... He's like, hey, oh, man, I don't... I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think I... I think I heard the voice of a guy. Maybe he said he was going to call the cops. I should, I, I, I don't think I'm going to recognize him, though. Because what if John's just, so, just an idiot? Maybe that's what it was. Well, you said, what is he, Rain Man? Yeah. It's just like, and, and Michael's like, but well, Rain Man's not an idiot. As the, you know, but no, he's no. Just like, he just has these, like, and Michael even asks at one point, well, okay, so you heard the voice. Do you think maybe you may be to pick him out of a police lineup? Like, you might be able to recognize him? Uh... I don't think I, he's basically like you know all the there's like all the hubbub was going on with him being shot. He's like I don't I don't think I can. I'm sorry, I just can't do. It. <laughs> he's just like, <laughs> and then like they they leave and they linger far too long on John's face, just like he's got his head tilted and he's just like, uh, and that's the last we see of John. <laughs> yeah, very weird. It was a pointless very weird scene. scene. So basically, yeah, John says. Oh, I don't think I could help. Maybe I could hear the voice, but I couldn't pick him out of a police lineup because there was so much going on with me being mm-hmm. shot. End of scene. Mm-hmm. Great. Thanks. Sounds good. So Julie's like, you know, actually, I think I think I might be able to identify this caller. What? If I can hear his voice. Oh. She's like, I heard it on the TV, so maybe mm-hmm. I could hear it again. Well, but you have to be there in person. But I'd have to be there. Okay. So let's let's head back to the junkyard. <laughs> So we get back to the junkyard, and Gassy Lou, Gassy Lou is not there, shockingly, and Michael confronts all the Latino men, and mm-hmm. basically he's like, um, "Do you do you understand who you're working for? Like, yeah. this is a bad person. Like, what are you?" And he's like interspersing English with Spanish, and he's trying to like get, get these guys convinced. Meanwhile, a guy comes up, like he's hanging off of a. Um, what is it, oh, like a forklift? He's like hanging yeah. off a forklift on a megaphone, and he starts yelling at the, the guys in Spanish, and Julie's like, that's him. That's, oh! That's, that's the guy. And of course, Kit tells Michael, Michael, Julie thinks that's the man on the, for- on the forklift. Oh my God, I'll run interference for you. So basically, Kit charges through this line of men, and right. Michael runs after him. Right. Connect, go to commercial. And he very easily apprehends this man, who we I find out from earlier. It's the man, Alfredo Diaz. Mm-hmm. Very easily just like apprehends him and throws him in the back of the But the funny the thing is, so Michael does this in broad daylight at, at his place of work, and the guy was clearly trying to keep himself like anonymous. Oh, yeah. So he goes and blows this cover in front of all of his friends. That Absolutely. This is the guy that they're looking for. Yeah. It's just like... It uh, doesn't matter. It right. doesn't matter. He won't speak to anybody in the car. He won't talk to Julie or Michael. And they're like, well, maybe Devin will be able to get through to him. Mm-hmm. Shockingly, he does. Yep. Yep. They talk to Devin, uses his charm. But on. not but not before Michael leaves Julie alone at her house. That's true. Why he can't bring her to the foundation? Well, I guess we wouldn't have the climax we had. Yeah. <laughs> it's It's strictly a plot device. That's it. It's a script choice. To leave her at home. Because it's funny. He's like, you know, Julie, I really don't like leaving you here, but I'm going to do it anyway. But I'm going to do it anyway. Okay, bye. And so he was like, but he does say, lock the door. Do not let anyone in this house unless you know it's me. Or unless they kick the door in. Right. So we're back at the foundation. Julie Liss. (laughs) Alfredo tells Devin that, that Lou basically killed his friend. 
He did exactly what I said at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Crushed him in the compact. Smashed him to a pulp. Because later in the episode, Kit's like, Michael, I'm picking up a body in one of those crushed cars. I'm picking up human remains in one of those yep, cars. There it is. That's gross. But like Alfredo's just horrified to come clean. He doesn't mm-hmm. want to do this. He does not want to come forward anymore like because of what he saw Lou well, do. You know, he can't go back to work now because Michael called him out right there. He can't. What what's gonna happen now? Right, he has to. Right, and so Devin's like, I promise you will have the foundation's full protection. You just need to tell us what's going on. Mm-hmm. And so Gasner, or not Gasner, uh, Alfredo <laughs> tells tells him that basically what's happening is Gassy Lou is bringing illegal immigrants across the border and using them for slave labor. Yeah, pretty basically much. using them as expendable people. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, oh, you don't work out? All right, well we'll just yeah. take you out, crush. Yeah, me. basically like paying them, but also demanding like part of their like kickbacks salary kickbacks or whatever and they can't afford to pay him back right so he's like either you work for me forever or i'm gonna rub you out pretty much Uh, exactly so as this is this conversation is happening april gets a strange phone call Mm -hmm. she's like what huh oh oh okay well thank you for calling I appreciate. Okay, thank you for letting me know. It's so like <laughs> dire in the beginning, and then it just—it's like they almost cut two scenes together. Yes, like one scene where she's really like ex- like worried about the phone call, and another one where it's like she's ordering pizza. Yeah, that was exactly what it was. So it turns out that Dudley and the other guy were basically released from prison before the ink even dried on the bail on the bail bond. Or Jeez, whatever. like they just let him out. Yeah, Gasner posted bail, mm-hmm. and that was it. These guys are out. Huh? Interesting. Julie's home alone. They just get a phone call that Dudley and his other guy got uh, released from prison. We cut to Julie's house. There's a knock at the door. She All she says is, Michael? The door gets kicked in. She turns around, screams at the camera. They Basically, they gag her mouth, and they drag her out and kidnap her. Right, and that's it. There she's it gone. Is. There it is. Of yep. course, Michael thought about it one second too late, and he's there just moments after, but she's already gone. Right. The poor dog's locked in the closet. Sugar's still in the house. Sugar's there lying on the floor with a bullet in her head. Oh, <laughs> that's not nice. No, that's really not nice that's, at all. It's not that's nice terrible. At all. That is terrible. That's horrible. But might but as well. But he does be, leave sugar at the house, though. Leave sugar behind at the house without any food. So she's a bullet in the head or starved to death. One or the other. Yeah. He's oh well, he'll just he'll just lick up the blood stains from Julie. <laughs> <laughs> So what does Michael do the seventh time this episode? Head back to the junkyard. Yeah. (laughs) And he's going back to get Julie because he can assume that that's the only place they're going to bring her. Sure, of course. Why not? He is almost immediately knocked unconscious by the Latino men who show up there. Mm -hmm. Because Gastner is the one who says, yeah, go ahead, take care of this guy. I don't want him. They're going to listen to what he says. Alfredo's trying to convince them, like, this is a, Gassner's a bad man. You, we should not be working for him anymore. Gassner's like, take care of this man. I don't want him anymore. What? What? They handily knock him out, throw him into Kit. Mm-hmm. Why Kit doesn't drive away at this moment, because what happens next, the forklift comes over, lifts Kit up, and puts him into the trash compactor, into the, into the compactor. Yeah. But Kit's screaming before the forklift picks Michael, up. Michael, wake up. I need you. Michael, I, I need, need you. you. But you're supposed to protect Michael. But all this stuff what? has happened before. There are many times where Kit, where Michael has been knocked unconscious or is groggy or been drugged. Oh, absolutely. Kit, like, Michael, you need to wake up. I need you. Like right. Kit can't pop into autopilot and just drive off. This is my point, and and it's just so Michael finally regains consciousness mm. while the compactor's going down. But we notice what's happening is the compactor cannot <laughs> go down and crush. Like we see sparks coming off the hood, can't or crush the roof. Kit. It can't crush Kit. It's just it's trying to drop. It can't do it. And so Michael finally regains consciousness, and I I don't understand how this happens. Because on Kit's view screen, when Michael decides that they need to turbo boost out, 
we see a, a trajectory show up on the screen, which yeah. basically so Kit must have some sort of a piston underneath the underneath him to sure. lift him up like that. Probably whatever. Yeah, tips him up and he turbo boost shoots himself out of shoots the shoots him compactor. straight out of the compactor. Woo! Which we knew was going to happen. Yeah, because you can't kill Kit. No. What would be funny though is if it did crush Michael. But it wait what what? But in the next scene, Michael wakes up again, but he just has a different body. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that should be a running gag through the rest of the series. Like Michael just dies every six or seven episodes, oh, and they wow. just bring him back and put a him back body. to somebody else. Wow, yeah. that's just, cr- I like that. They just because they probably have the prototype for Garth. Yeah, so they have all that like the DNA. They can do the facial reconstruction. So they just keep finding. Like, or they just have a room hobos. of like Michael clones. They just keep bringing back dead hobos <laughs> and like reanimating them with Michael's face. <laughs> We don't notice it, but his height keeps changing. Like it's every like, couple of shows, like he's got a different height. Like one episode, he's seven foot four, and the next one, he's like four <laughs> eleven. I I don't know. I just I think it'd be a fun little plot device. It would be. It would keep things fresh for the it show. It Would keep things fresh. So, Kit goes after Gasner, who has taken off in his car. Now, at some point, I don't know how Gasner gets above Kit, but tries to like ramp over. And jump over Kit. Tries to launch over him. It lands in a know. pile of just it just lands in a pile of junked cars. Yeah, I don't know. I, all this whole tail end of this thing was all just so mishmash, right? And so, like hacked together. It looks. It appears that Gasner has kind of gotten the wind knocked out of him. Ran out of Gasner. Gasner ran out of gas. And he gets out to try to like swing at Michael, but barely even gets a throw in and just collapses to the ground. Poof. And yep, Michael makes it. the comment at the end of the scene. He goes, "I didn't even have to lay a finger on him." <laughs> I know. Oh. And they're all happy, and you know everyone oh. shares a good laugh. So Gasner gets convicted, or we assume he does because we don't actually see that resolution. <laughs> we assume that he's going to be convicted. Um, Devin is all but guaranteed that all of these immigrants will be able to stay in the country to continue working yep. with Devin and the Foundation's help. Okay. Uh, Julie has decided that as a thank you to Michael, she's sculpted something. Oh, Sculpted wow. something beautiful. And so thinks that this is going to be a sculpted bust of him. <laughs> you, and he pulls it off and you can see that moment of just like, and it's Kit. She sculpted Kit out of clay. And like, Kit's beautifully. Just, and Kit's just like, oh, it's just perfect. I hope we see that, like, in the semi, just, like, <laughs> sitting somewhere. It would be really cool just to kind of have that little bit of continuity or it's, stick it's with it. Or it's, from now on, always on Kit's dash. Like, he that's refuses really a, to let Michael That's a really it. big clip. And it hasn't been fired in <laughs> yeah. the kiln yet. It's just melting. So it just <laughs> every episode. It's, it's slowly just... deforming. <laughs> oh, so too bad. That's so sad. So as we close the episode, Julie says, you know, this might be the last time I'm going to be able to do this. And Kit says, mm-hmm. Julie, say no more. So Julie gets in behind the wheel and she Kit lets her drive off as we drive by the same cop from earlier. Yeah. Who just has that, oh, geez, here so we go again. I was, I'm, I'm getting like, I, I, we're having more and more of these like weird repeating like punchline characters or, or right. butt of joke characters throughout these episodes. And it's just unneeded. And that's where we end the episode. Yeah. There's these running gag jokes. Like, what was it? um, Was it last week with the the motorcyclists? Yeah, the motorcyclists. Literally had nothing to do with the plot. Right. And a while back, the guys that were trying to steal Kit. Yes. Like, all these sort of things. Launched him out of the car. (laughs) Yeah. So, and I feel like they did it a lot in MacGyver, too. Yeah. There were a lot of these just like running gag characters that had nothing to do with the plot. Like it's, I, it can be funny, but it's annoying when it keeps happening exactly. almost every episode. Exactly. Right? This and this was, this, was no, this, this was no different. 
Greg, what did you think of this episode? It was a weird one. I didn't dislike it, but it was a weird episode. I didn't dislike it, and it was... It, I was really paying attention to the pacing because of last week and how slow and painful it was to watch parts of that. And I was really looking at that specifically just to see how the episode flowed. And for me, at least, mm-hmm. I know it was ludicrous and a lot of it was ridiculous. Yeah. But at least it was moving. Like, at least the episode for me, it kept moving at a kind mm-hmm. of a nice, healthy clip. And I appreciated that because with an episode <laughs> this ridiculous, yeah, you had to be. I was not nearly as annoyed by <laughs> Alyssa Davalos as I was from her as Nikki Carpenter and MacGyver. No, she was much better. She in was this very one. good in this episode. I thought huh. she was a really good foil to MacGyver. Oh, to a my really good foil ankle. to Michael Knight. Mm-hmm. Michael did not kiss her, nor did he try to. That's true. Be his manly man to her. I think mm-hmm. maybe knowing that she had a boyfriend. Yes, I think could he, have prevented that. I think he has his respect and his honor or code or whatever the hell. Whatever whatever it is. So I appreciated her. I thought she was good. I thought Michael was pretty good. The villains were nondescript. I didn't think there was much to yeah, them. There were almost too many of them. Yeah. Of of no particular stature. Like right. the lead bad guy was about the same level as the other guys. It didn't really Yeah, it was they were they were okay. They weren't terrible. But oh I mean overall I actually had a lot more fun with this. I think we laughed out loud a lot during this episode yeah like there were some uh, maybe even unintentionally funny moments but uh-huh. like i think we had more fun watching this one right than we did the watching the one last week so i'm gonna i'm gonna give it a leather jacket with a turbo boost so i'm okay. gonna give it a three and a half i i'm gonna i'm gonna kind of go the same route but i'm gonna be really convoluted about it i'm gonna okay. give it i'm gonna get a leather a leather jacket with a turbo boost and then an alpha circuit then bring it back down to a leather jacket again <laughs> Because that's what it felt like. Like, over here, okay. over here, now over here. Let's go over here. Let's go back to the junkyard. Let's go back to her apartment. Let's go back to the foundation. Let's go back to the junkyard in her apartment. There was a lot of jumping around. Yeah. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Ter- leather jacket by way of turbo boosts and alpha circuits. <laughs> All right. I'll give you that one. Okay. So here's the deal, guys. As we all learned from earlier in the episode, I didn't post the Twitter poll. You smell fungus. I'm so- was that one of the words? Yeah. Smell fungus? Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay? I'm sorry. I am just... I am human. I am only human. I am not Kit. A bit of a scobberlotcher, aren't you? I am a scobberlotcher. One who never works hard. <laughs> That's true, actually. <laughs> That's true. So what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to read these back to you. I'm not going to tell you what my answers were because I don't remember what they were and I don't have last week's episode up. So I'm going to read them back to you. First one was Greg's. Who is more likely to, when finding their grandfather's diary, realize he was a Nazi? (laughs) Who is more likely to realize their grandfather was a Nazi from their diary? Wonderful. I think we both said Devin. Yes. Actually. We did. Which would add a nice layer to his character. Mm -hmm. And then the second question is, who is more likely to crash into an open car door while bicycling? (laughs) I don't remember my answer. I don't remember. I want to say we both ended up saying Michael. Yes, because he was going to be whistling at some women. That's true. We'll get back on that next episode, and I promise you guys, you will see this Monday morning. I will put it up. I will have it ready to go. I'm sorry. I failed you. Please don't be mad at me and don't stop listening to our show because we need every last listener we can get. Maybe. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully. Greg. David. You want to hear what's coming up in next week's episode? Sort of. All right. 
Now, I don't know how to pronounce this, and I wanted to listen to it in the next episode so that I could get the right pronunciation, so I may be wrong here. Okay. So next week is Season 2, Episode 6, Return to Cadiz. Okay. C-A-D-I-Z. Sure. I, I don't know if that's how it's pronounced. Cabs? We will correct that if I am wrong. After saving a scuba diver's life... Michael discovers that the diver has been removing treasure from a sunken galleon. That's illegal. And in particular, an ancient statue one archaeologist will do anything to get. That's still illegal. This reminds me of the treasure of Manco from MacGyver. Oh, shit, that's right. Remember that one? Yeah, yeah. It was a great episode. The same sort of thing. His daughter was taken over, right? I think that's the only episode that Kristen ever watched of that show with me. The the, the last one we watched, it was because, and I remember this, because it was the first episode where we heard a guy refer to binoculars as binox. Yeah. And Kristen, the binox. Made, Kristen made fun of it for the rest <laughs> of the episode. She goes, really? Binox? I was like, hey, this is MacGyver. Give me those binox. So was that the episode with the minefields? Like it was like the abandoned uh, military island. Oh, maybe. Oh, yes, it was, was. That the episode. Yes, with yes, the, with the, with, the, the with like the, just the the undetonated mines all over the island. Yep. Uh huh. It was a great episode. Oh, anyway, man. So this is Return to Cadiz about a uh, scuba diver stealing treasure. Fine. So I'm in it. If I can see Michael in a wetsuit, <laughs> oh, I am all over that. Never gonna, never gonna erase that from your memory. No, you will not. All right, Greg, do you have any final thoughts? I think you did pretty good this uh, episode. I didn't swear once. Not being a muck spout. And you did. <laughs> you didn't swear hardly at all, no, which I appreciated. I still did a little bit. You but. did, but it was okay. It, it, it lent itself well to the episode. Oh, but jabbers, I sure tried. <laughs> all right, guys. Greg, any more, any more words of wisdom? Um. <laughs> Fustelarian? Oh, perfect. All right, guys. So, for the Night Rider years, I am the Fender Extender. I am Alfredo's smoshed friend. Aww. Poor Alfredo's friend. I, I know. Did he have a name? Smoshed. Smosh. All right, Bob, cool. Bob Doodle. Bob Doodle. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a fantastic week. There's no reason for increased volume. You've been listening to a podcast of the Podfix Network. Discover more audible gems like this at podfixnetwork.com. Make sure to catch up-to-the-minute network shenanigans by following at Podfix on Twitter, official underscore Podfix on Instagram, at Podfix Network on Facebook. And make sure to subscribe to Podfix Presents wherever you choose to find podcasts. The Podfix Network, artist owned and loved.